welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Laura Curry, a trainer, speaker, podcaster, and author of Difficult Happens, How Triggers, Boundaries, and Emotions Impact You Every Day. Laura is gifted in helping us to better understand why people act and react the way they do. She helps others learn how to communicate effectively, make honest and genuine connections, live with less stress, and establish strong boundaries. In addition to a successful 26-year career, Laura raised, are you ready, eight children, three biological children, three foster children, and two stepchildren. Welcome, Laura. I am exhausted just reading this. <laughs> I'm kind of tired myself. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Laura, in your book, Difficult Happens, I've been really curious. How trigger boundaries and emotions impact you every day? You talk about the impact that triggered reactions that we all have. What does this look like? Can you talk to us as women? We, you know, we're all journeying. Some of us are raising children at home. Some of us are raising children and trying to work. There's so many different scenarios. And I think that just from your bio, I think that the, the women that are listening today can see that you get it. You've walked the walk. But can you talk a little bit about your book, Difficult Happens, and, and what does this look like? Absolutely. You know, one of the reasons that I wanted to get this book together is because we are multifaceted individuals. We live in the real world. Our work life impacts our home life and our home life impacts our social life, and vice versa. They all impact each other. And when we understand how triggered reactions and boundary breaches and those feelings that we have all play into part of being a whole human being and how that kind of bleeds into the different areas of our lives, we can understand so much more about why we act and react the way that we do and kind of lessen the defensive nature of the world today, as well as just less stress. I mean, come on, as women, we are under a tremendous amount of stress, especially <laughs> women who work. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I agree with you. And when you talk about that, a lot triggers that. But what have you experienced working with other women and people out there that that you would kind of guide them through? How, how do we how do we recognize these and then, then keep those emotions within some boundaries? Absolutely. So there are two types of triggered reactions. The first one is a trauma trigger, and that is not what I'm talking about. That is a very specific diagnostic thing. I'm talking about a triggered reaction. And the best way to identify if you've had a triggered reaction or if someone you're talking to, like let's say a teenage kid <laughs> has had a triggered reaction, is an automatic defensive stance. If you're feeling defensive all of a sudden, well, something has been triggered in you. And there are four main types of triggers. And I go into a lot of this on my podcast and in my book, but just for, for ease of the conversation, it's when you feel defensive and you feel like maybe you need to um, explain yourself or you're feeling misunderstood, you've been triggered in some way. And when you're triggered, it shows up inside you physically. There's actually this great uh, series of scans that was done with different people feeling different emotions and where those emotions show up in your body. I don't know if you have heard of the phrases like shouldering a burden or sick to my stomach or pain in the neck. 
Yeah. It's all because these emotions that they show up inside you physically. So we really these triggered reactions really do impact us in a very real way. Wow. And how do we communicate effectively like during this? So this is happening to us. We've all all of us, we've kind of experienced this during a really tense conversation, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's with family members. How do we sort of head off this type of conflict and not have like the neck pain and the stomach issues afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's almost always from the outside. We have to look at it backwards. I always say, you know, you look back to move forward. Think about a conversation or a tense situation that you've had. And I know it's hard. No one likes to look at <laughs> when maybe they've behaved poorly or kind of overreacted or, you know, all those other judgmental things that we can put on ourselves. But when you look at the situation and you think of what feelings came up inside of you, the very first thing you should look for is what was the context? What was the topic? Why did I feel defensive? Was it around um, feeling like I wasn't carrying my, my load? Was it around finances? Was it around, uh, you know, judgment of my parenting? Think about what it was that triggered you. And that right there, where it was in your body, that can be your, your clue to next time when it shows up like that and you feel defensive, you can say, wait a minute, let me check the facts here. What's going on? Am I really being attacked? Do I really need to defend myself? Is this a limiting self-belief that I'm carrying around or a personal judgment I have on myself? Because women are so hard on themselves, especially working women who are also parents. We can really think that <laughs> we have to carry all the load. And that's a lot of pressure. It is. Laura, I can relate. As a mother of four, I'm listening to you thinking, oh, where were you back when I was going through some of those teen years and difficult conversations? Because in all transparency, not sure I did them so well. I probably would be in the book what you should not say and do. Um, but, you know, I guess they, they all turned out okay. But, but I will tell you, I was not stellar at certain moments in my life. What does, talking about that, what does sort of like bad behavior really cost us in our families, in our companies, in our businesses? Because it does. We've all experienced this. And often when we're in the midst of it and it's so overwhelming, we just can't see um, past the weeds or, or, or the emotional part of it. But, but we do know that some of these behaviors, we talked about how it can maybe emotionally affect us. You've really shared well here about our bodies and, and our health. But how does it cost us, say, in our companies or our businesses or in our family? You know, this is one of the reasons I love this topic. I totally nerd out on it because <laughs> the, the people that I work with, I know we don't usually start a conversation like, hey, let's get into some difficult stuff. But it's a lot of fun because when we look at difficult, it really is our greatest opportunity for growth and understanding. And that's the baseline for connection. So one of the, uh, I work with a lot of people in the high stress fields, like, finance, the law, um, social services, because all of their clientele are usually coming to them already at a heightened emotional state. And so they are at a greater risk to be triggered. And that can just have a cascade of effect on not only your business, but your personal well-being. And if your frontline staff doesn't understand how to navigate these conversations and not trigger your clientele, well, it will impact your bottom line. But really the cost is threefold. It's emotional. I mean, if you feel sick all the time, there was a study that came out by, it was the Mental Health America and the FOSS Foundation that found that employers and companies were losing 21 days a month in sick leave from employees 
who were experiencing negative effects from the toxic work environment. This is not like people who are getting the flu or going in for a doctor's checkup. These are people who did not want to go to work because of the toxic environment there. So if you have employees who are triggering each other or clients that are running amok, this can really impact your bottom line. They also found in this study, and I think it was called the Workplace Bullying Project uh, study, and it was done by Griffiths University along with you know, FOSS and uh, Mental Health America. They found that, um, that companies in America were losing $500 billion a year due to bad behavior. Wow. This bad behavior in the workplace. Wow. And you know, it's interesting because when, when you're talking about companies and businesses, um, I've read so many articles along those lines of even within our school systems and um, institutions, higher level institutions that, that students are feeling this and it's really affecting them and, and the anxiety and things. So it really does begin at an early age and then just progresses, I think, on into businesses or in, into the family life of raising families. So how powerful this is that you're seeing this and the statistics that you have given us to back that up. Um, that, that's really helpful just for us all to kind of pause and think about where are we going and, and how do we begin our day. Yeah, and how can you change it? How can you change it? It seems so overwhelming sometimes when you see these numbers and you, you hear the news and you talk to your friends and it can almost be kind of feeling defeatist. Right. But there are a couple of things that you can do right away. And do you, do you mind if I share a couple of those? No, I'd love you to, please. You know, if you set your intention in a conversation, and I usually tell people that if, it's, if you're going to go into a conversation with someone that you, frankly, don't really want to talk to, maybe it's a difficult client, maybe it's a coworker that you don't really see eye to eye on, the first thing to do is set one intention. What is the one thing that you want to accomplish in this conversation? And it might just be not chasing the shiny and getting angry at this person, <laughs> or it might be conveying one concept, right? So just think of that one thing that you want to accomplish and do that and then get out of the conversation. Also, slow down. Just slow down your speech, slow down your physicality, Sometimes we want to just get it out and get gone. But being slow, other people kind of match and mirror the way that you talk. So if you can slow down, they'll slow down. And when you slow down, it gives your brain, your subconscious, more time to think and to react appropriately. And then the third thing that I like to say is, you know, take care of yourself. Do a lot of self-care. Because like I said, what happens at home impacts your work. And what happens at work impacts your home. You need to take the time for yourself to decompress. I look back at when I had a house full of teenagers and trying to work and the dog and the, you know, the yard needed to be, to be mowed, and I, it, it's overwhelming. I can't believe I did it for so long. You need to take time for yourself. And if you don't, the, the triggered reactions will escalate in volume. I, I can't agree with you more. You know, so many times I'm talking to friends and peers and other women, and they say, I look back and I, I don't know how I did it. I'm not sure I slept. And I, I think that's so true for a, a lot of um, young moms and working moms that are in the thick of it. But I, I do think that as once you get through it and you look back, you're not sure how you got through it, but we did. I, I wouldn't say that we, they would have said that I got an A+, plus, but sometimes, sometimes I think it was A-plus work and other times I think we were in survival mode and uh, a D-minus. But, but the fact is, also not to judge yourselves. I think that so many times we, we are too critical. Our, we are self 
critical. Um, and, and I think when you're talking about this, that is so powerful. You're right. We, we have to just slow it down and, and listen to be better listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes there's something that we never really understood. Um, and so, so this has been great advice. I feel like I should be right taking furious notes with all the wealth of knowledge you've shared with us today. This is, this is great. Um, if you had to just say one thing, what would, would the one thing for the women that are listening that you would say that you have such, you know, here, here is a person who's had a successful career. You've, you've really had impacted eight children's lives in your own home. What would be the one thing that if you reflect back, you would love to share with our women listeners? You know, something that's really impacted me recently and I'm trying to live it is what you are doing is exactly the way it's supposed to happen because it is happening that way. I can, I can see what a gift you are out there. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. I hope to do it again soon. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and WomenRadio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.